0: In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's
1: it. Well, I felt like Spongebob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You
0: know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, Phew, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, aka Big Dog. When big dog, big dog, big dog. you listen to the Poor Man's Packers podcast,
1: go pack, go. Good night,
0: man. I'm so excited. Let's
1: roll. Let's, Let's roll. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismonow. It's joined as always with Kyle Tarkovsky. Kyle, hello. And hello to another NFC championship game. But the wait. F-
0: oh, oh, sorry. Nope. You, nope you started finish the poor man's packers podcast two seasons of existence yeah two seasons of nsc championships i yeah Makes I, you
1: think it does make you think i we hopefully this doesn't jinx it we're not going to start any type of countdown because we did that last year too mm-hmm. we're not going to do it now not trying to jinx anything but everything is looking pretty good and kyle speaking of things looking good you are one of the lucky sons of bitches who were at the game, Kyle. What, how, what was the experience tailgating the new Lambo? I guess with all the restrictions due to COVID, what was game day like? Oh man, it's each
0: Lambo game day experience is better than the one before it. I ask
1: questions and then I like r- immediately regret them. Okay, continue.
0: And <laughs> I really, I really can't put into words how mm. how magical it was because. I mean, not to brag, but <laughs> my last game before this previous game was the Divisional against the Seahawks. So, oh, you know, right. you know, you go a whole year, and then it's just like, boom, playoff environment all over. again. Because usually, you know, the gold package, you get the end of September game to kind of get the juices flowing, beat up on the Lions or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, right into a playoff environment. And, man, Rodgers was not lying when he said it felt like way more than – whatever the 8000 it was yep. it was it was rocking in there it felt like a normal environment i mean you could ru- <laughs> it was kind of nice after big plays and touchdowns running up and down the bleachers and just like having all this space uh, to go nuts that sounds great Kyle
1: it <laughs>
0: it really i mean i could go on for hours about the experience and 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 the game day feels but it was it was truly magical
1: how much of the noise came from the little Signs that they gave out. I actually, a lot of people have referenced that, I re-
0: and it really, it really made a difference. And I didn't really discover it or start doing it until about midway through the third quarter. Okay. And man, those things were banging! <laughs> like you, I, I, I got a little worn out on each uh each third down because i think the key is is you need to start for third downs you need to start getting loud very early so then they they have a hard time communicating Mm. even in the huddle so i would do an entire play clock of bang 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 and i would be worn out because again (laughs) you want to get the noise early make the communication hell all the way throughout the play clock and that's what we did and it created a ton of noise
1: yeah, I wonder if uh, the people at Lambo knew what they were getting into with those signs too—that it would be used as a volume thing instead of just you know a sign. Really brilliant,
0: because yeah, I, and I I think it was intentional because okay. the they were very it was a very firm and sturdy plastic to where you couldn't just like bend it easily. And not not
1: the paper coal signs that they'd give you right. in the past. Yeah, yeah, not that you know
0: flimsy stuff. It was you know when you. When you banged it on the the bleacher, it wouldn't bend or anything. Like it would just Yeah. It would just make a loud noise and it just boom 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 over and over and over and it created a ton of noise and and I would say somewhat of an advantage.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly what you try to get the number one seed for is mm. that home field advantage and it apparently actually worked. Did you keep I hope you guys kept all the signs, right?
0: My yeah, my brother collected like seven of them, I think. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you he, I mean But to be fair, he does that for every single home game whatever whatever souvenir there is they're giving out he'll just boop,
1: oh boop, boop, i mean i always boop. do the same thing when i was at the return to lambo you can see right there one of the flags yes. i grabbed as many as i could yep. after especially
0: that. when it's oh when it's a cup souvenir oh my god he'll come home with a whole new tupperware set it's, it's pretty
1: impressive oh, actually well, i th- i think i've told you that before too i i only have one souvenir cup from lambo and that was my first game after turning 21. And there was the beer for sale and soda in a souvenir cup, and I was <laughs> like, like, "Put the." I was like, "Hey, can I get a beer, but can you put it in the soda cup?" He's <laughs> like, "Why?" I'm like, "It's my first game. I want to remember my first beer at Lama. I He's like, "Okay, I'm sure. He, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure he gave me a weird look. Like, what the fuck is this guy? You really like a need nerd, yeah, which is true." But wow, Kyle, that is great. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm glad. Hey, you guys did cause a false start in the first quarter second quarter i believe too so good good on you guys you did you're welcome do your part thank you but looking forward hey it's a it's another episode of the poor man's packers podcast we'll do how should we organize this we'll we'll do our we'll start off with our pick six the six plays that shape the game follow that up breaking down the offense defense we once again shoot i forgot to bring it up just got done speaking with mr brett good again
0: Our third co-host, Super Bowl champion Mr. Brett Good.
1: Yep, like the fourth or fifth time he's been on, and we did have you know some nice food talk as well on top of football, which is yes,
0: Lambo Cafeteria talk.
1: Yeah, ooh, stay tuned for that, guys. Um, we'll have is Kyle an idiot, and we'll finish things off with a preview of the NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick
2: six. Pick six.
1: All right, pick six for the week. A great game. I don't even know if we said the score yet. Well, I guess we'll reveal it at the end of this if you guys have forgotten what happened, but the Packers did win. First play for the pick <laughs> six. The game is tied, 3-3. Three to three. Uh, 12 minutes left in the second quarter. Packers have a third and goal on the Rams. One, you know, kind of not, not a dicey situation. We obviously would have gone for it on fourth anyways, mm-hmm. but Devontae goes to motion to the left, kind of jogging. Then he stops, comes back to the right, and he is full-on sprinting. Mm. Rodgers takes the snap. Ramsey is trying to follow. Adams gets a little lost in the sauce in the secondary there. Very easy throw and catch Rodgers to Devontae. Ramsey immediately just... Has a little tantrum that, there.
0: Yeah, that little uh, six-year-old temper tantrum drum, jump.
1: Yeah, yeah, which you love to see making the score 10-3. to 3. So was- Yeah,
0: Rodgers mentioned on McAfee, he kind of sent Devontae in motion to the left to kind of see what defense were they, they were in. And he, he said, once he realized Ramsey went with him when he motioned to the left, that they were in man and that it was most likely going to be a touchdown. And <laughs> sure enough. And the second thing on that play I noticed was i i guess I, maybe i'm the only one but i thought maybe Devonte was kind of leaning a little bit like towards upfield before the ball was snapped i know that's been called before mm. i think they might be a little more strict on it for like college but it looked like i don't know it just looked like his momentum was carrying him upfield which i know is obviously against the rules so i uh, maybe maybe got away with one
1: there but either way touchdown. kyle this is not the podcast talk to talk about rational it. thought and <laughs> and you know penalties that should have been called against the packers yeah. what are you thinking fair enough
0: fair enough my mistake all right second big play that shaped the game packers are now up 10-3 as mentioned 3:30 left in the second quarter and where are the
1: packers now
0: they are once again in the red zone <laughs> yeah. it is a goal to go situation i can't i think it i think it is third and goal yep uh rodgers takes a snap fakes the handoff runs to the right Pump fakes Leonard Floyd out of his sneakers or his cleats, rather.
1: Lots of memes and little edits since then, which are yeah, great of uh, floating D- into D- space, that uh,
0: like that techno song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't catch the melody. What's the melody? I'll find it. Uh, <laughs> find f- pumps fake pump fakes him out of his shoes, runs it in for the score, and gives someone a souvenir that I, I witnessed. Uh, he well, he threw it to kind of no man's land, and then it yeah it was kind of like a dog pile on top of it. And another thing, he he kind of broke this play down on McAfee as well. When he was rolling out, he was planning on throwing to Big Dog, mm-hmm. he said. What a
1: great decision, too.
0: Yeah. And then even after the pump fake, he still had plans to throw for Big Dog, but then he got at the two-yard line and was like, uh, I can I can make it in there. When, it's, it's the 37-year-old
1: still got it. It we, And it, it's a new thing we've been saying just about every week, but it's like, man, Rodgers has been running the ball a lot more. I mean, it's like he has more rushing touchdowns this season than he probably has the last— Four, or like three, five? or four combined. Yeah, and, I yeah. Think it's, so.
0: And can't can't say this enough. Can't be thankful for this enough. Just a master at avoiding big
1: hits, big collisions. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, he's he seems to be an expert on just about everything on the football yeah. field. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that ball, God. I wonder how much that ball is worth. Like an actual Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown in the playoffs, and it's just it was just laying somewhere in the stadium. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah, that would be a good dog pile to be a part of. But the next pick-six play, the third one, the score is now at 19-10 to 10. after halftime. You know, we, we would have a play in there for that little regression of the defense to end out the first half, but mm-hmm. there really just wasn't anything we could put in. So this is a very offensive-minded pick-six this week. But the first play of the third quarter, Rodgers takes the snap, quick little handoff to Aaron Jones, and something he has been doing more and more this season, just turns... A very basic ass run up the middle into a long ass large run. chunk. Just 60 yards out of nowhere. It's one of those where it's like, oh, is there a hole? There is. Oh, he's in the secondary and he's past the secondary.
0: Oh, now he's in the red zone. It's
1: nice one for us as fans where it's like awesome. He's playing his best football. You know, he I don't think he's had as great of a year as he did last year when he like led the league in touchdowns. But now he's kind of getting hot at the right time where he, he's breaking these big balls. Big, ooh, big balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Big plays. Just about every game. It good. For, good for us because it's helping the team out. Good for him too because he's you know obviously his contract's running up, running out this year.
0: Yeah, I just think to start that second half that, and I just really that I was gonna mention it after. After the pick six, has like an honorable mention sort of sequence, but I just think that sequence before the half is just massive mm-hmm. for 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 the for the mental peace of mind to be you know 16, 10, 29 seconds left you march down yep. make it a two possession I just felt like the, we were not going to lose this game after true. going up two scores
1: and hey we will get into that later with Brett Good right? so well it's a little time oh true here. actually
0: I did yeah so I'm <laughs> I'm repeating myself but you're hearing it for the first time. Right now, but Magic. I will repeat myself in, in a little bit with Mr. Goop. But anyways, and then to come out the second half and that be the very first play, it was like, oh, this game's over. Let's get around to beers. It's just
1: it. It's so automatic at this point where offense, defense will obviously get into it later, but it's like when we need to make a play on either side of the ball, it seems to happen. But yeah, after that play, uh, a couple couple plays later, Aaron Jones does get it in as well. To make the score twenty-five to ten after the failed two-point conversion,
0: two minutes left in the third. Uh, Rams have a first-and-goal from the eight. Sean McVay calls the Wildcat. Usually, this never works in the NFL anymore.
1: And and even leading up to it, there were like sarcastic tweets like "run the Wildcat more, run the Wildcat more." And then, this and bite. it's just
0: like because like it just seems that. A pass is never run out of the Wildcats. So it's just like yeah. you just stack the box and load it. But sure enough, Cam Akers takes the snap, runs straight up the middle, kind of runs through a clubbed Chris Barnes and mm. cuts it to a one possession. Or I'm sorry, cuts it to a nine point game. And then their, I mean, credit where credit is due, their two point play, the hook and ladder two point play absolutely gorgeous perfect execution untouched and then it was a seven point game after
1: that it was one of those the two-point conversion where it's like shit i hope this isn't one of those momentum things where they're gonna keep piling on right right? but once again i mean the offense just does as
0: they always do answered
1: yep and yeah and chris barnes too hopefully i mean he's gonna have to wear a club here on out but yeah because it's a i think the diagnosis was a fractured fractured
0: finger Thumb or I thought dislocated was dislocated thumb, I thought maybe it was his
1: thumb. Maybe it was his hand. I don't remember. Something dislocated Something's or something broken.
0: fractured, where it's just like, yeah, you, you can't you can't not play on a co-
1: club now. Well, now he joins the long list of Packers linebackers: uh, Nick Perry, Ooh. Clay Matthews, and Mike um, Daniels. I think who obviously was a defensive tackle, but he, I think he wore a club at one point too. But yeah, very very quite the
0: quite the there. company there.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they were all well. Nick, I mean and
0: Clay Matthews, Packer legend, but then you know. Yeah. Some guys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very true. Okay, so after that, it is 26 to 26-18. There are eight minutes left in the game. 25-18. Um, sorry, yep, 25-18. Rodgers has a second and three. After, you know, they did already have one first down. We're kind of at midfield. Rodgers hands it off to A.J. Dillon, who runs up the middle but is quickly met by Rams defender. Boop! And the ball pops out, but Aaron Rodgers is not Cam Newton. He ran up, <laughs> scooped the ball up, and gained like a yard. Got tackled, stayed healthy at least, which was probably the biggest thing aside from you know the turnover. But kind of one of those you know big big play to make for your <gasps> quarterback. Don't yeah, don't get hurt. Pick the ball up. Then very next play this is kind of more of a sequence than a single play. The next play, it's third and three, was the MBS screen. Mm where he obviously picks up the first down. A couple plays later, or, yeah, two plays later, Alan Lazard has the big bomb. We actually don't have that featured here, but we'll talk about it later. But I wanted to bring it up because it's... The past few years, and even with Mike McCarthy, that 2018 year where it's like, the team is fine, but they'd make these big mistakes and they couldn't come back from it. Mm. And this play, this sequence here, too, it's the fumble beat. It was a good bounce, but... We overcame it, you mm. know. Scooped it up. Lived to play another down. That next down, it's a play to a guy who seems to be the troublemaker on offense or the mm-hmm. wild card who takes it, you know, takes the play out. But he could not have ran the screen any better. It looked like he was going to get stopped short, but reaches across, picks up guys the first down beautifully. Huge, huge, huge! And right after that, you know, the go-ahead score to alan Lazard. So it's once again, it's like this team just feels different because we can bounce back from these mistakes, which we haven't been able to in the past.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I think, I think we need to change this segment to pick six sequences because yes, that, I mean, there really isn't just one play in that sequence of three plays. It's all of those combined are just so, so a perfect summary of this football team and why they are different from teams past that have broken our hearts because, well, and that was a funny perspective that Rogers provided for the Dylan fumble. He said he like he handed yeah. it off, and he wasn't looking back there, but he heard the contact. So then he popped his head back, and boom, the ball was right there.
1: It's hilarious hearing him, too, saying that when he got it through. It was like the second where he's like, I'm going to take it to the house. And it's <laughs> like, you, watching the replay, too, it's like, the, dude, you are not anywhere <laughs> close to that. And speaking of the replay, too, and the reason why we were talking about the whole sequence not just the Alan Lazard touchdown is you watch the highlights and they don't even feature the fumble or the third down pickup, which is very so weird. Weird. They're see? very like
0: stingy on on playoff game highlights for some reason. But um, yeah, I just you're you're absolutely right where it's 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 the team bouncing back from from a hiccup and you know you look at the 2016 NFC Championship, it's it's 10-0. Oh. the Packers offense is driving. They're in the red zone. They're pretty much on the goal line. Fumble, and then it felt like the game was over at that point. Yeah. and it's just like you know the Rams, they score, cut it to one possession, get a beautiful two point play, and then you know the offense has to answer, and then they fun- and it's just yeah, the way you put it, it's just yeah, it's it's expelling demons, it's it's not being the same old oh adversity, okay, let's shrivel yep. up and go home. These
1: are not your Mike McCarthy Green Bay Packers. Yeah, <laughs> but Kyle, what is the last the sixth and
0: final play? That shaped the game. There is five minutes left. Packers are now up. Two scores. Feeling good. I I even at this point, I don't think Goff has has the stones, and I, I think that's, you know, not a hot take by any means. But he takes the snap. It's fourth and fourteen. Tries to find a crease. But uh Rashawn Gary, the highest graded defensive, sorry, I'm I'm stealing your content, I but the highest graded defensive player in the game gets brought down or Brings Goff down he alongside down too. his buddy Kenny Clark. Turnover on downs, game over. Packers get a couple first downs, ice the game. See you next week.
1: Yeah, it's it's been nice. How I think we already said it, but when we need to make a play on offense, we do it. And the defense, if we, you know, if we're up two scores, they'll march down the field and score. But if it's a one score game, that seems to be when we actually get to
0: stop. Yep they'll find a they'll find a time to get a huge sack in in the most perfect moment and. Yeah, I think this defense has really uh, picked up a a punch you in the mouth mentality, and I for one am extremely here for it and excited to see it against Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, hopefully they just don't run the hurry up because that's what we seem to really have problems mm. with this game. But yes, after that uh, Packers run out the clock after getting it and win. The score was thirty-two to eighteen. The Green Bay Packers won and advanced to the NFC Championship game. Mm. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback Uh, 23 for 36 296 yards two touchdowns no picks and he did not get sacked he's he is a beautiful player pretty he, good he is the best player ever maybe yeah, I don't know I think I so think he is but yeah it's just it was a typical Aaron Rodgers game he tried to make mistakes at the end of the half it was very weird to see those two throws in the end zone yeah the
0: one the one dropped was a real gift. The second one, yeah, was a questionable throw, um, probably a, a tougher interception to make. But yeah, that first one was sh- was was definitely a gift that mm. should have been uh, intercepted.
2: Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. And it's watching highlights too. It's like every time you rewatch a game, you find more plays that Rodgers does that you didn't notice real time. Yeah. How how amazing were. it's it's literally every week. Like there was a second down play where we watched it a couple times where he's. He kind of he's running around the pocket, and then he's actually feeling pressure. You think you know he's bringing the ball back to throw it to Tainan, and you think the defender's too close. He's going to knock the ball out. Nope, gets it off, and it's a big play. You know, pick Set up, up like a field goal, twenty yards, just.
0: And I'm glad you said that because yeah, with that, uh, the it was first and seventeen. You know, backed up in his in his own end zone, and his breakdown again. I'm referencing him on McAfee, McAfee for like the fifth time already this episode, God, but geez. I'm telling you, it is the best content on the internet. Kyle, stop Anyways, saying this. His breakdown of this play, it's why, it's why he has separated himself as one of the greatest of all times. And I'm sure this is
1: maybe this is <laughs> the breakdown of the play is making him the greatest of all but time. But <laughs> just his his
0: his talking. I mean. It's, Do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah, The, no. the way he said he was like, Lazard, you know, I knew that was probably going to be open pre-snap. He just needed – he said when the pressure got to him, he just needed to find a way to, to get out to release it because even even if Lazard was going to be open, he said there's like four or five different types of throws that he, would, he needed to use to get there, whether it was like a – he was saying like a lollipop throw or like a loft or like a dart. And just like – being able to process all of that information and then decide what's the best throw. And then to throw it to where it literally hits him in this, in the diaphragm. It's just unbelievable.
1: And that's, it's, you're right. Obviously it's nice hearing him say all that stuff. And when he does, it's like he turn he just evaporates into the memory that he's talking about where <laughs> nothing else is going on. It's just he just sees a what's constant happening. flow of <laughs> what was going on and the best thing to do, which he obviously did. But talking about there, like the different throws, that's exactly why he gets on players, because it's like you back well it still happens but eq MBS especially in like 2018 and last year those throws were hit, and always seem to be on third down walking off the field where roger rogers throws at someplace the receivers running somewhere else and rogers just shakes his head it is that what kind of throw what what kind of route is he going to finish off with here
0: yeah and and i guess the more I think about it yeah like obviously their quarterbacks know there are different types of like throws and trajectory yeah. you want on balls but I don't know to just hear him kind of like describe it and how he processes it. And then like the four or five different type of throws he had at his disposal, it's just, I don't know. It was extremely fascinating to me. And yeah. I'm and like thankful.
1: Like I won a flag football championship at UW-Superior. I've only probably got two or three of those So you know, yeah. My... But
0: you know all about, you know, big, oh. big time moments and big time games.
1: But yeah. And when he's talking about that stuff, it's like the same type of breakdowns I would go through. It's right. Like I drop back. Oh, Garrett Westberg volleyball player is wide open. I'm going to throw it up high to him cuz right. he is 6 foot 8. Sure. Yeah, same same exact thing. Yeah. But moving on to the receivers, uh We'll start with Devonte Adams because he is the best receiver in the NFL. Yes, he had nine receptions, sixty-six yards, the one touchdown. Once again, a t- whole hum game. You know he's going to get close to ten receptions, and he's going to get at you know close to a hundred yards and a touchdown just about every single week. Kind of
0: robbed of the uh, whole CB one and wide receiver one matchup. Yeah, because uh, he Devonte himself uh, mentioned in his postgame presser that um, they really only ran man four or five times he said and they were in zone most of the game so yeah kind of kind of unfortunate we didn't really get to see that on on full display but i'll take a w i, I think it's safe to say that um in the limited limited amount of it we saw <laughs> i think Devonte was uh was the winner here yeah
1: yeah i i would tend to agree i mean he had a touchdown and he had nine catches it's pretty pretty damn good. pretty good uh moving on to the other receivers a nice freaky friday type performance from <laughs> both Alan Lazard and MVS. I if, like this reference. So Lazard had the four receptions, 96 yards, the one touchdown, obviously the long, the, the long play
0: action, stretched the field.
1: And then MVS had the four catches, didn't have a drop in all of his catches. I'm pretty How sure. How many yards? Uh, sorry, he had uh, 33 yards.
0: Yeah, and that's like the four catches, 33 yards. That is the perfect Lazard stat line, like all first downs, yep. all on third down. You know,
1: like we talked about the screenplay. He had a, so a couple true. other ones where he's assignment sure. But yeah, uh, Lazard, he had the drop. It, it It's very un-Allen Lazard, but even on that drive, like he had a nice first down pickup. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see, we were kind of waiting for this. I think I had him as a bold prediction a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Him getting back when he got hurt against the Saints early in the season, he really seemed to be coming on. I think he had a two touchdown game. Yep. So now he's hitting stride right when we want it. Yep. MVS, like mentioned, he's starting to get more involved too. And hey, EQ even had the nice. You know, we talked about getting Rogers trust on the free play. He got open for that 19 yes. yard pickup, I believe it was. Oh, 27 yard pickup. Beautiful. Yeah, that's all we I thought he was going to
0: score on that play. Really? Kind of. No, I was, mean, for my. I mean, it, we were on the the far angle like going in mm-hmm. so it, it looked it looked like he had a window there but yeah i'm obsessed with that freaky friday reference I, it's so it's so perfect for this game like lazard has the long bomb touchdown a, a very weird drop or like an easy drop yeah and then and then mvs makes like these like these insane timely plays that like you look back and go wow that was huge and like yeah like the screen you mentioned he made like two guys miss and leaped forward for the first down on a, on that huge third and three. Like, just uh, I'm obsessed with that reference. It's very perfect. And now if we can just get them to be the good of one another, but then not the bad if, best team in the league. If
1: we could combine those two, we would have like a second Devontae Adams. <laughs> oh, I, I swear. Well, they always talk about how Lizard's like the, one of the smartest guys as far as you know football knowledge of the offense. Like Rogers has talked about that quite a bit. Uh, tight ends. Robert Tunyon had four receptions, sixty yards, no touchdowns. But once again, he was someone just who a, just security blanket, reliable. That huge play before
0: the half. I I, I yep. just I can't talk about that sequence before the half enough. It just gave me such security and such warmth and comfort. And if you watch Tunyon, he he starts on the line and kind of chips down, and then is kind of like. Sauntering towards the middle of the field And then sees Rodgers Ronalds, Ronalds So then he starts sprinting towards the sideline And then Rodgers, again, a play that's overlooked yep. We haven't even talked about it yet Just slings a dime right to him Gets out of bounds in three points before half
1: Pretty, pretty good And moving on to, I mean, probably a more important part of the game almost The running backs, Aaron Jones, 14 carries, 99 yards An average of 7.1 He mm. had the touchdown and the 60-yard run as well I mean, we, we've talked too much about him. It's He's so quick. Defenders try to tackle his ankles. That's all you can really aim for, and half the time they're not able to do it.
0: Yeah, amazing player. Um, I don't he's, don't want to talk about it right now, but...
1: He struggled taking the chain out after the touchdown, too. It kind of goes along with oh, it. Oh, that's think it was, the, with the G, yeah. 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 It's tough. You hate
0: to see that, but... Um, Never mind.
1: We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him going forward with this contract. I know that's what you. That's what I was going to bring yeah, up, but yeah, I was like, we'll, I don't want to talk about it. We'll right see. Now. Well, speaking of contracts, with Jamal Williams probably <laughs> one of my favorite games from him this just year. Just a quiet,
0: very solid, borderline excellent game.
1: Yeah, like Aaron Jones had 14 carries. Jamal Williams had two, and he had 65 really? yards. Yeah, only two. Only or sorry, 12. He only had two less than Aaron two. Jones. Yeah, my bad. Uh, got ahead of myself there. 5.4 average but once again yeah, it was I mean, it was like that hockey player type thing where I've mentioned where it's just he gets the ball and it's going to be a rough down for the defense cuz he's just <laughs> downhill running straight and run, he has to run someone over. Yep. Just love the energy he brings obviously. AJ Dillon, he also played in this game. He got banged up but it sounds like they are going to expect him to play hopefully i mean where did you because i have
0: not heard a thing and all i've heard is matt lafleur be extremely vague
1: matt lafleur he was vague but i was listening to it he it sounded optimistic i would i would guess that he's going to play this week which would be great because baldy um i forgot his full name but the baldy breakdowns on twitter Mm. he broke down the aaron jones brian baldinger yeah uh Aaron Jones, A.G. Dillon package a lot, and it's very cool to watch what we've been asking for. It's nice that, oh, good, we did save it for the playoffs. Yes. Where it's Rodgers, you know, in shotgun and he's got Aaron Jones and Dillon on each side of him. So many things you can do. A.G. Dillon was running some like streaks as well, going deep. Hopefully, you know, we try to do that with Danny Vitelli last year, you know, former um, best pecker on the team, you know, last year when mm. he was part of the intro. But. I don't I'm getting very excited for this offense and seeing more of it especially now that we're opening everything up.
0: Yeah, it was just weird with the AJ Dillon because I mean we literally had not heard a single thing until late yesterday from Matt LaFleur and that was and you got to remember we played on Saturday so there was all yeah. day Sunday, all day Monday to like you usually get like a it's not that serious or they're worried it's serious but nothing was was a little troublesome but to hear Matt be I mean cautiously optimistic yeah that's it that's a good sign
1: once again i i forgot who i was talking about i think it might have actually been david bakhtiari earlier in the year when he got banged up against the bucks actually yeah it was yeah was there wasn't many news there wasn't much news first couple days and that's when i said no news is good news so hopefully that's the same thing here if it's a big it's if it's a problem you find out pretty quick well said spence Hopefully he'll be good thank you for talking me off the ledge that's what i'm here for um and (laughs) finishing things off the offensive line once again no, no sacks given up. Um, apparently, Lucas Patrick had like the best game for people who are actually watching the offensive line, mm. which is he's kind of been the weak link. So maybe he's been reading the tweets that people have said mm. and all that because he came to play. Billy Turner, great game as well. Rick Wagner, an absolute warrior. It looked like he got banged up again. He's playing through a lot of different injuries. It's nice to have a Badger, you know, playing in the playoffs for yes. the Packers. Yes, who's only played with the Lions before this, and now it's like, hey, you're you're a pretty big part of this Super Bowl run that I'd we're say on so,
0: right now. Yeah, Valdir. Woof. Geez, buddy.
1: Yeah, we never even talked I mean, about that glad, last year. Yeah,
0: week. glad glad to have you here, but geez, buddy.
1: Yeah. You, you a double agent? Chemical warfare, yeah. Goodness it's, gracious. It's also weird, too. I didn't know the best way to phrase it, so I never put anything out about it, but it's it's funny how last year Valdir became, you know, a name because he had a start. Yep. Because Balaga got sick. And now That's Bel Deer's name popped up because he got sick. I
0: forgot it was cause Balaga had it. Oh my Vel-
1: Bel Deer literally found out watching ESPN that he was starting like <laughs> before <laughs> like an hour and a half before the game. That's great. Yeah. But once again awesome, awesome game. We can't complain. It's just it's like it's almost boring because it's the same game every week where it's like, oh, it's a little close, but we end up yeah, with the two special
0: 484 yards of offense on the number one defense. Pretty... So you pretty know what that... So if we did 484 yards of offense on the number one defense, that would mean that there is no... Like, the number one defense in the league is no longer in the tournament, right?
1: I get... Well... I, so
0: statistically, we would only be going against worse defenses. That's
1: true, but we are going up against the number one rush defense Ooh, this week, which... Okay, will, well,
0: will. good thing... The best player on the Packers, uh, his focus is
1: throwing the ball. So That's true. Well, I guess we'll have to see, but we'll talk about that much later. But first, should we have an ad? I didn't even have an ad last week. Ad or just nah, go to the defense? We just go to defense. Okay, well, we'll just... Right into the defense. All right, right yeah, into the defense. usually like a bump, but no, let's just eh, keep it going. We're running pretty long now, too, with so much fun twi- stuff going with on, 20, on. With on 20 good minutes. Yeah, 20 good minutes. So, uh, yeah, the Packers only allowed the 18 points. Pretty pretty damn good. Uh, we can start off with the grades here. Top uh, top five players for the Packers according to Pro Football Focus. Number one, Rashawn Gary, as you mm,
0: mentioned earlier. Have not. Sorry to cut you off, but I just—it's weird. I haven't seen many Rashawn Gary takes. It was not the, only this past week, but like the past like two months.
1: It's uh, for almost all season where that was the number it's one weird. take all of last year really e- every single comment whatever you'd see a list of them one would be Rashawn Gary's a bust I'm kind of weirded out Why, yeah that's weird yeah weird how Goody knew more than fans uh hmm. number two Shannon Sullivan had a above average rating interesting two. Preston two? Smith Jair and Kenny Clark to round him off all above average yeah amazing Preston hello buddy yeah well you did have you know the the tip ball and Yep. It's we, we're just containing so much better against against the uh running game than we have in years past. But yeah, it's once again, I don't know if I've already said it, but it's so weird to be this kind of good mm. on defense because it is a weird good on defense. Yeah. It's we you never feel great about it until the game is literally over or <laughs> you know, there's five minutes left after we've forced a turnover on downs or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know if I've already mentioned this but I just think this defense has developed a punch you in the mouth mentality something that they've been severely lacking and something yep. that has really uh been their kryptonite is we've talked about you know punch you in the mouth football teams you know being the downfall of this football team but yep. I think they've kind of acquired that I mean that and one play that sticks out is that Kirksey play yeah, where they, yeah. they dump it down and Kirksey just smacks him and gets up and does a little flexing and it's just like it gets everyone juiced I just I think they've really um you know they've heard the noise about you know the defense being what's going to be the downfall and, yeah and what's the weakness and I, I think they took it to heart
1: yeah well rolling right along with that they're talking about flexing you know players on defense Ooh. we'll start out at corner where we always do Jair Alexander he had that awesome play that little pass out in the flat which he broke up immediately which is like i i don't know why people keep testing him
0: he's he's so good at that that yeah it's just it's it's uh, it's almost like a pride thing where it's like no we're gonna be the team to to beat him and it's just like no no you're
1: not yeah it, it it's fun to watching him because you look at him and it's like he shouldn't be as good as he is because he's not that tall but he's just such a i don't know Rock, he's, he's just he's, everywhere yeah he's a bad bad out of hell when whenever mm. uh those balls go out in the flat yes but yeah and here's a stat here. This is from jake morley on twitter jerry alexander against the rams targeted twice one reception uh negative three yards no penalties i mean it's he is a shutdown it's it's a weird kind of shutdown corner too because yep. it's he doesn't get that noise like Grievous would get back in the day, but he he's really just shutting down guys.
0: Lights out, shut down corner. And yeah, I think I think the yeah, the negative yards allowed, I think, is the first ever since they like started tracking I it. Have no so idea. I mean that's pretty pretty good company to be in. I mean, he's actually he has no company to be in because he's he's the only one that's ever done it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. He's making history mm. according to Pro Football Focus. Uh as we mentioned, Shannon Sullivan also had a good game in the slot. And King, I mean, he's fine, but uh, he's, he, he's kind of the weak link in the secondary now, which, which is odd. Which
0: I like, and that's what's wild is because Kevin King like is a good corner, but I, I think it was like Ben Fennel tweeted or something. Like it's almost, it's almost not fair <laughs> to him that he's playing opposite of Jair because Jair is yeah. the best corner in the league. So then yeah. it's like, it's not that we're holding Kevin King to the same expectation, but it's almost like we are too. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough. Like. But he, he definitely has plays he misses. But I think there's a ton of stuff that Kevin King does do that we don't recognize and that we don't really
1: praise. He's, he's the right corner for Mike Pettin's defense because he covers all the deep shit. Usually, he's mm. not going to get beat deep because he's so long and he can get it up there. Yep. But the short shit, which he can Mike, struggle with, yeah, with which Pettin loves to allow, Kevin <laughs> King loves to allow that as well. Well said. Uh, moving on to safety, kind of a quiet game from the two guys, but that's, you know, they didn't have to make plays, both Amos and. Uh, and a Savage, no big ball hawks, but pretty solid overall. Redmond got, got some snaps late too, that uh, touchdown where Amos and Redmond were kind of watching the watching the pass in the end zone. But you can't yeah, really complain too much. They
0: had some – Goff didn't really test it downfield too much. Some early ones over the middle, um, I think on like maybe their – on on one of their drives that they got three points on, and but other than that, I can't really remember Goff ever taking shots down the field. Yeah,
1: I so I had this thought during during the game. Let me know if this is a dumb thought. So you no, know, I we, will. <laughs> so we played the Bears, and I said that Nagy was pretty much calling the plays like he's babysitting for uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky, Sean McVay, and Jared Goff. It's like it's like babysitting for Mitch Trubisky if he were Kirk Cousins. You know babysitting.
0: What I Maybe mean? sitting. Okay, walk me through that. Just Cause I'm because
1: I'm... Mitch Trubisky, he's got more of that like kind of running. Like he might break something, get that ticky tack shit, that Tebow shit, picking up a few uh few yards on the ground. But Goff is like a pocket guy. And he, for as poor uh... as he played technically, he his stat line is pretty damn good. It's just, you know, that pocket stuff instead of moving around and getting it going.
0: So yeah, okay. So it's like if 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 Nagy, if if McVay was Nagy, and and Trubisky was Goff, but then Goff is kind of more similar to Kirk than he is, Mi- I guess.
1: Yeah, if, if Trubisky was playing with two busted knees, you know, like, he's got to play in the pocket. That That's what this yeah, kind Yeah, of because,
0: was. I mean, Goff is... I, that is a very convoluted oh, yeah. thought. Now, we've, I, I now still, we've talked about it too long. I still don't think i grasp it, but, uh, yeah, it, I think it's clear that, yeah, McVeigh is doing as much as he can to move the ball without having to, you know, put too much pressure on Goff and, and have Goff take these big risks, so... Definitely that uh, that their playbook was condensed for
1: sure. Yeah, and obviously now McVay is kind of souring on it too, where it, you get these quotes like once a year where the coach refers to his, his quarterback right now as the quarterback right now. Yeah, so, it's like, ah, I, I know yeah. what you're trying to do here. Yeah, uh, moving on to inside linebacker. Chris Barnes, as we mentioned, broke his hand or whatever, so he's going to be playing with the club, but he did come back. But it's weird how one, you know, Barnes has kind of elevated his play, and Kirksey, in a limited role, has shown up. Obviously, we talked about that tackle too. I don't remember too much from um from Martin, from Kamal Martin, but I, we held yeah, Acres I don't think Kamal, and check. Kamal than had enough,
0: too so. many snaps, but yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna have that big, big round club the rest of the way. I think it just looks so cool. Like it just looks like a.
1: I wonder what they do with it. Like <gasps> I would like a baton. That would be such a uh, cool little like uh, piece of memorabilia. Like, I wonder if Clay Matthews just rips it off. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Pit- <laughs> we talked with like Brett Good about doing jersey swaps with long snappers. Like, I wouldn't do that. I wonder if like Nick Perry's sitting at home got, like, <laughs> a wall of clubs. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Um, moving on, outside linebacker. This is obviously where we are getting more production mm. out of. Great games from Gary Z Preston. Uh Preston obviously batted the ball. Uh Gary had seven pressures. Unreal. Uh, Z had a sack. And it was nice to see Kenny Clark and Gary, you know, the I think Nagler had some tweet about it where it's like, ah, the Ted Thompson and Guttenkund's defensive draft picks coming together mm. multiple times to sack the quarterbacks. And you got to love seeing that.
0: Yeah, the thing I love about Z is it seems like a lot of his sacks come up through the middle. Like his ability to just rush from any spot on the defensive line is why – he got paid what he what he got and uh why he is such a success in this defense
1: yeah yeah pretty pretty damn good yeah z z did have as many pressures as as gary but wasn't wasn't as high up on the Rashawn gary man
0: oh (laughs) <laughs> we might have one there
1: yeah uh and he's still only getting better every, it's weird seeing how even like early in the year he was getting grades of like 40 not like the shit matters but now he's going from grades of 40 to elite <laughs> elite so and that's all you really want defensive line once again yeah kenny kenny clark showing up when it really matters maybe had a bit of a down year after paying him but i'm sure a lot of it's injury related or whatever but it's nice to see him showing up again where, where when it matters. I did text you, you know. We didn't get December, but we did, you know. It's now January, and that's what he is. Okay, so. pretty good. January. Yeah. Eh, it might be forcing you, it. But... You think a gummy bear is almost? Yeah, it's, it's a little. Too and well, early. I
0: just think kind of a of a berry too. So. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, very good point, um, Kyle, Yeah. And another interesting interesting thing about the D line, uh, Nagler has been big on this this week. Or I've I've already heard him mention it a few times. Snacks, Harrison. Three snaps, kind of kind of weird. I mean, this was a game plan, I imagine, where it was like, okay, we're gonna stop Cam Cam Akers, and then we'll see what happens. So it, it would have been nice to see him get more snaps. Kind of kind of confusing, especially when you you look at Week Seventeen, he got eleven snaps, and then you get a buy. So it's like, okay, he's you know he's in the system, he knows the playbook. You know he has got his legs under him. You know let's let him loose. But three snaps, kind of puzzling. I've
1: seen some people talk about this too on Twitter. I can't remember exactly who, but one concern is is that he's a run defender type guy, and especially if a team's running, hurry up or switching guys out. You don't want to have to rely on Snacks getting off the field or maybe staying on the field in passing oh, situations. Sure, sure. So I don't know. It's once again, if if we're complaining about shit like this, you know things are pretty. good. <laughs> things are pretty good. Yep. <laughs> uh, but shoot, I guess that's all i had with the defense yeah we don't have to talk about special teams we'll talk about them later with well with brett good now actually so we'll shoot it over to our interview with super bowl champion brett Brett good Good. all right and we are back once again with mr brett good returning for what is this like three two weeks in a row lost track but fourth time fifth time you've been on no need to keep track when you're when you're the third co-host yep so it's only been a week. We had the one game and I think it went as expected, I think, as we all kind of thought. A little back and forth, a little scary for most of the game where it's like really. with well, it's like that one it's you can never feel comfortable True. enough to be like, ah, oh, the game's over. But what did you think, uh thoughts on the game this weekend?
2: I thought it was phenomenal. I thought they, you know, did exactly like you said. What we thought they were gonna come out and do. We thought the offense was going to take off they they controlled Aaron Donald uh you know we were able to you know get a touchdown on Jalen Ramsey and and I think Devontae every time he was matched up still you know exceeded expectations of of what a lot of people thought and gave him credit for um and so uh it was was a great team win and and hopefully that's another thing they can just keep continuing to build because it almost seems like they're getting better every week which could be scary
1: yeah it's it's weird because it it has gotten to that point and you know we're looking forward to Tampa this week but it's like I still have the reservations. Just thinking back to Week Six when we played them, but at the same time, it's like our offense is co- not completely different, but we're just running on a different gear than we were
2: back then. Mm-hmm. We we were, and you know the the biggest thing in that game was the Tampa's defensive pass rush. I yeah. mean, they did they got after our offensive line. You know, obviously, you know we still don't have Bakhtiari, so. Um, you know, we were able to do pretty good last week against the pass rush. And it seems like Aaron's got a clean jersey. And obviously, if you can keep him clean, then he, he's going to be successful. And that's the way Tom did for years. Um, all his success in New England was, you know, the offensive line kept him clean. And so, you give those type of quarterbacks a, a good pocket and receivers get a little bit more time to get open. That, they hit the open receiver.
0: Yep. Jumping back to this past game against the Rams, um, from my perspective, as a fan cuz i was i was at the game i don't he know if at, you know that stance, but game, i was yeah, at the he game. was at the game and uh it just felt like getting that three points right before half to make it a two score game 19-10 it felt like i mean i had some i had some beers in me I'll admit but it felt like at that point the game was was all but locked up like two scores it didn't look like jo- goff had the the stones to to bring them all the way back and i just felt secure that we were leaving tonight with a W do you think that changes the vibe for the players, like going into the locker room, knowing they were able to get that three points in 29 seconds?
2: It absolutely does. Cause you know, I don't know if you remember years ago, you know, the, you know, the, the Hail Mary, you know, with the giants yep. that, that they, that they got. And, and, you know, it's just, it just, just takes you down so bad and, and so when you, anytime you get points and you go up two possessions going into halftime, knowing that your offense has been clicking pretty good, you know, they hadn't punted the ball, you know, it like it wasn't like going back and forth as a defensive struggle, mm-hmm. um, you know, so being able to do that is, is big. And so when teams go into halftime, they're happy, think, you know, the, the mood's good. And they're like, okay, what can we fix? And let's go out there and just finish this win. It's
0: uh, kind of funny, kind of depressing that you mentioned the Hail Mary before half against the Giants and I yep. thought of two Hail Marys yep. the one in 2011 and the one in 2016 and um even Rogers himself said on McAfee show that the one in 2011 kind of kind of shell-shocked them because they thought you know they were under the impression they're going into half down one possession end up going down two scores because of the Hail Mary and yeah they're kind of just shell-shocked and kind of rattled them the
2: rest of the game it does. It takes the energy out of the team. And, you know, obviously that took the energy out of the crowd, you know, that we had a, yeah. a very successful year that year and um, it just, it, it just deadened everything. And when we came back out, you, you know, you, you're trying to swim out of a, a major ditch that you just dug and mm-hmm. um, it's unfortunate. It doesn't happen all the time, but those, you know, little things like that, they, it's like stealing a possession. And so um, it was, it was hard to come back over that. And obviously we didn't. And I guess sticking with that too, with mindset and
1: momentum, how much different, uh, I guess it's, you got two perspectives perspectives now, being, one being a fan, but back in the day when you were actually playing for the team, how, how different does the week of the playoffs feel in like the locker room? Is it just a different vibe completely or is it just, you know, the cliche player speak where it's, you know, one week at a time?
2: So interestingly, this week is different than most years in past, because usually the media, the more games you get closer to the Super Bowl, the more the locker room gets filled up with media. Obviously, that's not happening right now. Um, There are the media requirements might be a little bit more for phone calls and Zooms. Um, So that's one thing that, that it is like just a normal week for them. It helps them out. And so... You have your normal guys, you know, speaking, you have everything going around, but the, the moves just, it's great because you're still playing football. You know, you're one of four teams still playing football and you're one game away from reaching, you know, the greatest game, you know, as a kid growing up that you want to win. And so there, there's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of everybody doing a little bit extra, um, trying to make sure that you're doing your part because at this point in the season, you don't want to be the one to let your teammates down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Just an extra level of, of
0: locked in. Yeah. But it's at the same time, kind of going about your business and, and making sure you're, you're doing what you need to do to prepare. Yeah. Um, yeah. speaking from that kind of, now that you are strictly kind of in that fan fan perspective, well, I mean, it used to be a bit with you that we might need you to, to snap. And I don't think it it might not be a bit anymore. We might actually need you to get in shape this off season and, and snap again, but I digress. But now that for this season, now that you're just a fan, do you, we obviously care way too much about the Packers. I mean, we have a podcast (laughs) about them and we, we, we get nervous for games when we probably shouldn't like as a fan, what kind of emotions do you go through? When like, do you get crushed by losses? Do you get nervous for games? Do you get excited for wins? Stuff like that.
2: I get excited for them from them come on. Obviously, uh, you know, with, with friends still playing, um, you're you have a you know invested interest in it as well. But also, you know, winning a Super Bowl there and spending my whole career there, you know, I love them. And so every time the Green Bay came on this year, I watched them. Um, and so yes, every time you know we lost like the Tampa Bay game, that, that killed me. Mm. And so. Uh, you might have a little extra, you know, cocktail that night just to kind <laughs> of to, to get over it. But it, you have an invested interest because, one, I, I love the sport. And two, mm-hmm. when you have so many memories at a place, you want to cheer them on and, and hope that they can continue to be successful. Well I get,
0: said. That makes me uh, feel comfortable with my, my fanhood, <laughs> knowing that, you know, former players <laughs> go through similar feelings.
1: And um, sticking with that, too, I guess we don't want to get too much into detail, but with that bad snap from Hunter Bradley on Sunday, because it looked like, and the special teams has been questionable this year. I mean, shoot, it's nice that, you know, the 20-some years I've been a fan, the only thing that's kind of always been in question is the special teams. But is there a plan when a snap goes bad like that? Because it seemed like as soon as the ball, you know, JK couldn't really handle it it's like it was just madness you know and even even today I think on McAfee they were saying like they had some planned lateral and back and forth JK thought that Crosby should give it back to him and all this so is there usually a
2: a plan when that happens there's always a plan you always do practices of you know called fire you know and you just yell it out but you don't do it multiple times a week you know it might be one time and because the odds of it are not really great if not you know there's a lot of people that aren't going to have a job right um and so usually when something like that happens it catches everybody off guard they're like oh you know it's really happening and so that's where you have a lot of people going in different directions because um, a lot of those guys don't pay attention in those meetings um and that's just that's across the league uh, because it wasn't a a set up uh fake field goal okay
1: yeah it was it was one of those things too, we're watching it live. I'm I'm like, damn, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but is Mason gonna have to like throw a ball here? <laughs> like it was Yeah, that is I forgot we talked about that. Yeah. But I don't know if you he, heard
0: the uh, JK Scott's plan was to was to pitch it to Mason, but then he wanted it right back from Mason <laughs> so he he could try to make a move for the end zone.
2: Well, you, you know, a few years ago they changed that to where if they would actually – the Rams would have got the ball, they could have, you know, got some points out yeah. of that extra point. And so that's one of those things where you kind of don't want to do anything dumb, and they pretty much did. They about had Mason, <laughs> you know, hurt really bad. Um, and I, that may be a plan, but Mason probably doesn't know that plan. You're secretly joking about it. Yeah. Um, but that's not, the, that's not the time and moment that you want to try and go through and, and, you know, play out there in no man's land with your 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 punter and your kicker. Yeah, so
0: Mason was the was the savvy vet in that situation just going down because who knows if he tries to, you know, do hero ball to J.K. Scott and that fumbles and then, you know, the Rams pick it up for two and then probably would have cut it yeah. to a six-point game. Yeah, that's a lot to, lot it, to
2: think about. It, it was definitely interesting. And, and so surprisingly enough, I had obviously people reach out on Twitter and then I had this one lady on Instagram actually tell me that i lost her money on her on her pool and that i should pay her since i make so much money so i politely responded that i haven't played for them in 3 years <laughs> it was, she hadn't responded back yet
1: it's funny that she that is it, wow you still get those she's enough of a fan to know like you know you're the long snapper you were the long snapper but not good enough of a fan to know that it's been not currently on the roster yeah quite the yeah,
2: what the, it, 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 I I was surprised. It came in as a message request, so we, we to say like, we weren't friends. <laughs> she was just looking for someone to yell at. <laughs> yeah, it's just like give me my twenty-five bucks. I'm like, No.
1: <laughs> that's not even like that big of a bet <laughs> yeah, either. I mean, like that's what on. you're really gonna okay, reach out for just
0: yeah, just as a PSA, if if you are, you know, struggling over a twenty five dollar bet, probably should not bet. Just some <laughs> <Yeah>. practical
1: <laughs> advice. Yeah. Very I true. Agree. Um moving on. I thought of this, too, just thinking because, you know, Kyle was at the game last week. was at the game. I was not at the game last week. But what was what was your schedule like on game day? I've wondered that, too, like how early before the game actually starts and what kind of routine or superstitions did you
2: have before the game? Uh, at first there i thought you were wondering what i did this uh you know sunday get, or get, you know getting ready for everything for the, you know it was my, my pregame routine to get the pizzas ready but uh you know yeah, for, hear for, that for, too. For, i actually would for like both
0: perspectives yeah so
2: for, for a normal game day you know i usually got there like three and a half four hours before the game you know you eat um and then you just kind of start collecting yourself you walk out this time of year, especially more than ever when it's cold in the, in the field. Um, you're waiting on them to pull the tarp off the field you know usually you know in, in September you just go straight on the field well now you've got to wait because there's a time criteria if it's going to snow or anything you know they don't technically have to pull the tarp until two hours sure uh, and so yeah. you're sitting go out there and you try and fill out the field and see what's going to happen and then that's what you have pregame for um, so you go through pregame and there wasn't any superstitions that like where I had to do certain things I obviously I like to snap um, you know a few balls out there and just kind of get going get loose and then you, you, it's like a constant stretch battle that you're, you're playing all game is try, trying to stay loose uh, especially in the cold weather and, and, and obviously keep your hands and your feet and your neck warm uh, because that helps you just kind of your whole body stay a little bit warmer if you can keep those and then you know for this week you know I had some people over we we had some pizzas I fired up the old pellet grill and smoked some pizzas and mm, you know it it was it was pretty good it, you know it turns it turns a you know not so good pizza into really good pizzas. so um had a had a neighbor actually come over he gets some chicago style pizzas, so we did one of those as well so we had we had a good night and we finished it off with some s'mores
1: damn
2: yeah i would
0: wow. uh i would like to know more about these smoked pizzas how do you prepare and how do you uh cook that it's you know it's just like doing it in a wood
2: fire oven um you know the, the pellet grills are, are so phenomenal that it's an oven and then you just kind of basically go off of what you think you don't do it off the box instructions if you get something like that if if you're going to hand make it you don't do it off the, the dough instructions you have to kind of watch it um, and what I like to do is you, you do a little quarter turn every five minutes um, and it, it allows everything to kind of get nice and Crispy on the bottom and everything gets good on top, so it's a, it's a pretty good pizza. So it's just a feel
0: thing. You kind of just
2: monitor burn your
0: finger every
1: now and then. other now then, you're okay. <laughs> man, that sounds that's incredible. It's the, the best cooking. You just got to go by feel. Yeah, you know, that's that's what yes. I, It also. Also, you interesting. need to go get another drink. You go get another drink, and you know, you <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, there you you go. Have stay warm. So, you know, I was gonna say, man, that I sounds would, like a day. If you would have gave me a thousand guesses, I would not have thought that uh, your football food was pizza and
2: s'mores. Well, smoke well, smoked pizza this week. And now I've done wings, I've done ribs. Okay. okay. we we've had, we've had an ongoing thing where I just I kind of go to the the market and get uh, kind of whatever hits me when I walk in the door.
1: I like that. And shit, this is perfect too cuz I wanted to bring this up anyways. What is the food like at in the cafeteria at Lambo? Cuz I think Ooh. I think halfway through your tenure with the Packers, there was like a switch to more healthy stuff too. I I remember guys like complained cuz I got rid of a lot of the <laughs> Unhealthy food. I mean, that's
0: amazing you know that.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I've said it more than enough. I'm a loser
2: for how much <laughs> of the stuff I read. But what what was the food like at Lambo? We did complain a little bit. You know, we, <laughs> won, we, we we had you know the funny thing was we always joke because we we had won the Super Bowl when they had like you know Skittles and stuff on the planes and then they they took those away. We we're going to go be a little bit healthier and like well you know it seemed to work for us last year. Uh, and that's <laughs> yeah. just trying to you know you, you're just trying to give somebody a hard time because that's what's fun you know when you get your brothers around. But the, the food's phenomenal. Um, I have heard that this year's a little bit different. Uh, it's not really a cafeteria buffet style for obvious reasons sure. um, and so there, there's some tweaks and stuff there but it, but it's still really good food. It's healthy. Um, you have a lot of options where it'd be smoothies salads and you know and they obviously have different courses throughout and you know used to we'd have uh, they could make custom eggs and I'm sure they still do that now. it's just in a different setting type where they put it in a box um, and you know just keep the contact down. Uh, but it's it's very healthy Um, you can get some unhealthy stuff you gotta keep those linemen you know keeping their weight weight on Uh, and and you gotta be smart you got protein shakes so it's uh, it's top notch
1: yeah i remember hearing that i two years ago like jason spriggs he was trying to bulk up and he set like a timer so every while he was sleeping i think every two hours his timer would go off and he'd eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) and try to put on weight did you have a did you have a favorite
2: meal that you'd order Oh, man, I liked everything, you know, because we could do like bur- burritos for like breakfast burritos. You can kind of go down the line and get some stuff and then they'd make you a burrito or you could do eggs. So they had eggs out there, um, you know, oatmeal, healthy stuff, fruits, vegetables, all, all, all that. Um, a lot of guys come in. They just get a, you know, a healthy shake in the morning. Um, I don't know if they're doing all that right now. I'm assuming they're doing some form of it. Um, but I, I loved everything because it was, you know, the meals were phenomenal. And every single day, you know, you kind of, you kind of had something special that you could, could could eat. We did, uh, I did have, we did have sushi day and I don't know if they still do that, but they would bring in some sushi. And so that, that was always fun.
1: Yeah. Shoot. That'd be great. Yeah. Sushi day. It's always, always wonder if, you know, what, what it's like at, you know, an actual cafeteria in Lambeau Field, I guess I always just think of what is, what's the restaurant in?
0: old country buffet
1: no 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 at uh, in the atrium there pub oh, no curlies whatever the hell it was whatever it doesn't matter um i guess moving on we do have a game this weekend too against the bucks rogers versus brady Ooh. what are you thinking i guess we kind of talked about a little bit last week too we were hoping for this from the nfl fan standpoint yep. but how you feeling on this I feel good.
2: Obviously, you know, you have home field advantage. You, you should feel good, um, especially with the way they've been playing. Uh, but it goes back to what we said earlier in the year that, that we've got to stop their pass rush. Um, you know, they disturbed Rodgers a lot. Um, they got, I think, what was it four turnovers this last weekend, one fumble and three picks. So, uh, they're obviously a really good defense, so it's going to be a great matchup. I think the point spread is right around three, three and a half, depending on which pole you look at. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Brady has a great track record. Um, you know, so he he's striving for something that no other quarterback may ever achieve again. So the, there's a lot on the line for both quarterbacks. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for the Packers, and and I'm hoping that Aaron can can take this win and then go go win him another Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you just uh? like the week six game, you know, it's, it's the, the pa- Packers locker room is, it keeps saying, you know, that game doesn't matter. And, and I, I agree with them. I, I don't think that game matters at all, but could you give insight on like being inside the locker room? Like, do you, does, does the team take the game plan from week six and like kind of evaluate it and be like, okay, let's, let's just do the opposite of this. Or <laughs> kind of how does the, how do
2: those conversations go? I think you take more of the game film. Um, you look at a lot of the tendencies that they did to you in certain formations, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, they're, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, they've gotten to this point. They're not changing up the full script, uh, meaning Tampa Bay. And, and and the same way with the Packers. But so you're looking at the game film to see how guys play each individual. And Tampa Bay's doing the same thing. What did we have success doing? You know, we, we had success doing this certain defense this certain blitz um so it, it's a chess match back and forth um so no the game does not mean anything for you know now they're saying oh you know we, we got to be down because we lost to them back then uh, i think the buccaneers proved that against the saints you know the saints dominated them in two games in the regular season but the playoffs are different um and so the, the guys are riding a high momentum right now and then they're going to continue to try and keep that going
1: yeah it's weird too. and that was such a momentum game too because i think we went out to uh 10 point lead right off the get I and mean, Rogers had the little yeah. three pump the three uh, pump drama. Yeah, a little, little McKringleberry. Yeah. Um, so we're obviously Packer fans and we have been for the last, you know, as long as Rodgers has been the quarterback. So well, before that too. That too. Um, but we haven't had much to complain about except for the defense most of the time. I'm curious how do you feel about the defense this year? Because it's always been that kind of question mark. And it's weird because, I mean, they've been pretty damn good the second half of the year, but I still have this, like, concern. Like, I don't want to buy in completely. How do you feel about the defense this year?
2: I think there's probably a lot of Packers fans out there saying, what, what game are we going to just completely let everything go um, just because of history? And I, and I understand that. You know, as, as a player, you, you had the same debt dealings with um, where it's just unfortunate in certain circumstances. That's when it just happens. Uh, but I think the defense has played fairly well. Um, they've they've stopped the run. Uh, they've they've been able to get some turnovers. They controlled the field um, a lot better than Packers' defense has had in the past. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they've done a great job of just improving each week and trying to get better. And and that goes for the you know everybody on the front and the you know the front seven and also the the DBs and corners. Uh, back there have been really breaking up passes and controlling the field. And that, that helps a lot. And, you know, that, those players are the ones that are also in special teams for the most part on kickoff and, you know, punt return and everything else. And so you can see them, you know, kind of getting a little bit better on that aspect as well. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, It's something up it, you know, special teams has kind of
1: been the bugaboo this year Mm. after we've started to accept the defense being pretty solid. And I'm just glad that the bucks special teams apparently is worse than ours all around so very refreshing I'm at least looking forward to that
2: um and that could be a new a good deal you know with the the wind i think last i saw it was one to three inches of snow um hmm. you know th- they gave up some some punt returns the last game uh and so what's it going to happen in lambeau field you know is it going to be are they going to get their problems fixed or you know is green bay going to give up something so that's a that's a big killer that's almost like a hail mary at the end of the half uh, you know, if you were to give up a 60-yard punt return, even if they don't score, it puts them in scoring position to score. And so um, you definitely want to keep the ball in Aaron's hands and allow him to control the field and not necessarily have the special teams do it.
1: Absolutely. Best player in the world. Yeah, hope so. I mean, it should be a sur- Hopefully the offense is surgical. And the one thing we've always talked about, too, with the defense is facing a team that can run the ball decent and a veteran quarterback that can... You know, knows what they're Pick seeing apart. pre-snap, and yeah. that's kind of the perfect uh, combination yep. this week. Um,
2: yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm excited for them. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we're uh, we're just coming up on the 20 good minutes. Thank you again for your time. Um, so final final prediction for this for this game. What do you think the outcome will
2: be, and and the final score? How it'll, uh, how it'll be played. I'm going 31 to 28, uh, mm. Packers. So I, think it. gonna, I think it's I think it's going to be close uh, just because of so much history between both quarterbacks being good and, and they both want to beat each other in the playoffs. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. Then we can have uh Mason Crosby hopefully game-winning field goal, a little yes. Iron Man working through that shoulder injury yes. or whatever the hell Mr. it ended Greg. up being, but yeah, we put him in a brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, his his legs are fine, right? That's that yeah. works, but this is awesome. Um thanks for being so generous with your time once again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully We can keep this rolling, and we'll see you again next week or the week after and keep this uh, momentum going ourselves.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd be good for it. I'm not an idiot.
1: Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle? Kyle? great season it's still great thank you this is getting redundant now too i always have to say this every a lot, week a lot You're... like
0: my favorite packers team
1: oh yeah all they do is win you are 37 25 and two i like how i said my favorite packers team as if there's multiple <laughs> Packers teams. well, well i there, guess there are there i are. guess
0: yeah well i i meant to say my favorite football team oh, well okay. football sorry yeah gee, wow wanna... you
1: can't stop making mistakes okay <laughs> let's let's keep rolling hopefully that continues with these questions <laughs> kyle are you ready who has more playoff receiving yards? MBS or Tavon Austin? This
0: question is mean.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're... Because it's, it's an obvious
0: dart throw. Tavon Austin. I know he's on Dallas last year. Dallas, I'm pretty sure, made the playoffs. I don't playoffs. think he played
1: last year. But he did play for two seasons before that if he didn't play for Dallas last year.
0: MVS or... So the career playoff games for MVS would be Saturday at 30 yards. Divisional against the Seahawks. I don't remember anything. NFC Championship. Um God. I'm gonna go. But then Tavon was on those St. Louis terrible Rams teams. Did he ever play in the playoffs?
1: You said this is a bad question, but you, it's we've terrible. We got a lot of, think, a, a lot of thinking it's going a on here. Complete dart throw. Well, um, then
0: I'll just I'll go I'll go with my guy MVS.
1: Very good, Kyle. Yes, MVS has forty-one receiving yards wow. in the playoffs. Davon Austin has five, so he
0: has eight yards outside of Saturday. Yeah. Well, was, oh, I guess remember
1: he, he played one snap against... Uh, that's
0: right, in the NFC... Oh, duh. And then so he must have had, what, one catch for eight yards against I, the CFs? I thought he
1: had 41 yards. On, oh, yeah, it was 33. Maybe it was something else. But yeah, either way, NBS has got more yards. Damn. Very, very good, All calm. right. Whew, one for one. All right, Kyle. Who scored a 90-yard touchdown the last time the Packers hosted an NFC championship game at Lambeau?
0: At Lambeau. Um... Was it Donald Driver? It
1: was Donald Driver. Yeah, it was one of those games that...
0: uh, Was that 07? Yep. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's one of those games. It's like number one is obviously uh, 2014. Number two is 07, where it's like, ah, my soul is gone and depleted. I don't want to look at football plays anymore, and that was one of them. But even during that game, it it sucked, and things weren't looking great. And then all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit, when no offense is going on, Donald Driver breaks that 90-yard touchdown when it was... Fucking negative 10 yeah. or whatever. That was... It would be a play we'd look back on a lot more fondly if, you know, Roger, if uh, Brett... Favre wouldn't. doesn't... Have, have you heard that before? That's that's like a legitimate rumor that Jason Wildy brings up quite what? a bit. That there was talks. I don't know who brought it up to him, but in halftime of that game, McCarthy... Brought it up about switching out Far for Rodgers before you know we knew really, and if that happened, dude, if that happened, we probably would have won that game. <laughs> yeah. And then what in the hell do you do going into the Super Bowl when you against made against quarter- the eighteen
0: and 0 Patriots?
1: <laughs> but I'm saying you just made a quarterback change. Who starts Brett Far or right. Aaron Rodgers? Against
0: oh my god, I have actually. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that rumor, but wow, I mean, that would have been amazing. How
1: how crazy would that have been to see Aaron Rodgers like taking snaps? Holy world.
0: shit! All right, yeah, I'm. I guess, I guess I'm. I'm kind of glad that 07 prepared twelve year old <laughs> me to or eleven year old me to be like, hey, you know, this is sports fandom. Get get ready, kid. I mean, we've
1: had we've had a lot of them, and we don't need to list them here, though.
0: But bad. am just yeah, it's it's nice yeah. that that. I mean, it's not nice, but it it calloused me to where, you know, I'm prepared for Very the future. True.
1: And now you're a much better and smarter Packers fan. Thank you. Thank All you. right, Kyle. Stick along with that. How many years did it take the Mike McCarthy Packers to host their first NFC Championship game at home? Redundant, but yeah.
0: How many years?
1: How many? What season did? So McCarthy got hired in. I'm saying like, was oh, six, it, was it right? year seven? Was it year? Oh,
0: wasn't it? It was year two.
1: Yep. Yeah, because
0: go. yeah, he got hired in 06, and then they missed the playoffs, right? Uh, the first the
1: first year, yeah, they didn't oh six, make, yeah, or yeah, um, I oh yeah, they were eight and eight, I think the first year under under Mike maybe McCarthy. they stuck in, but yeah, ah, well, oh, yes, I see, I see the a, parallel yeah, so you're going of that, for yeah, there. For, you know, Matt Lafleur, second year host. You know, it's the second NFC Championship game, very no nice. Deal, but first one hosting at home. Mike McCarthy did the same exact thing, but yeah, very good, Kyle. Wow, three, three and oh, three, let's
0: three, go. Yeah, wow. Well,
1: you're definitely not an idiot. But with that, all right, what
0: is my stump, stump spinny. So. This weekend, not sure if you're aware, Mm. the Packers play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Lambeau Field. Yeah, that too. To go to the Super Bowl. This Sunday will be Aaron Rodgers' blank home game that he's starting. I could have worded that so much better.
1: How many playoff games has he started?
0: Yeah, this will be his blank. Blank starting start. How <laughs> do I? Don't know why. I had it worded in my head perfectly. This, w-
1: <laughs> how many games has Aaron Rodgers started in the playoffs? Yeah, okay. This and will
0: be his at home at home
1: at home. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna have to, I'm including gonna have to this think. game, including, including this game. Yeah, this will be his what starting. Okay. Okay, well, I just spent five minutes. We paused recording Went so I could
0: every single year, and it was yeah, that was pretty impressive.
1: It's either eight or nine. I cannot remember for the life of me what the hell we did in the playoffs in twenty fifteen. Oh, that's when we lost to the Cardinals. That's when we lost to the Cardinals. Did we have a game before that was? So it's it it is uh this is this will be his ninth home playoff game. <clears> Eighth, you had it.
0: Fuck. Yeah yeah because we i got we, lost in the sauce we went to washington that year yeah yeah and no, beat kurt cousins
1: oh and then we went to arizona Arizona, yeah. that's what it was okay yeah. i i thought it was washington and then dallas for some reason so yeah
0: only his eighth home playoff game which is it's kind of sad but i kind of like stumbled upon this or like discovered this while looking up this question <laughs> rogers had a super bowl ring before he ever started in a home playoff game. Damn. Well, that, and in that. And in, a, and in a way, I feel like it almost poisoned us because his, right. his first ever playoff appearance, <laughs> he put up 41 points on the road against the Cardinals and lost in a heartbreaker on some bullshit. And then the next year, wins the Super Bowl as yeah. a sixth seed. So then it's like, oh, 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 this guy's invincible. Oh, we're never going to lose in the playoffs Damn. again. Home or away.
1: And then his first home playoff game was against the fucking Giants and they and they beat us at Lambeau.
0: damn that's oh yeah, wow shit
1: that's, that's so wild i didn't think of that you know and you like know what i the I've guy
0: been th- has a super bowl ring before a home playoff start amazing
1: going along with that or just a mindset thing it's weird i i've started to think about it this week and it's just me we're beyond spoiled as packer fans this is my thought this is how it should be every year. This is literally <laughs> yeah. how it should be. This is because if it's like this every year, it's like we're the Patriots of the NFC. <laughs> yes. And it should be. You, it really ab- should, though. An average defense and then a pretty easy offense for Aaron Rodgers to just do his thing. Yep. I was a Mike McCarthy guy, and I still think he gets too much shit than he should. But we obviously should have made the move quicker. To a, little, a, a little sooner. To a I'm oh. Offense
0: wow that is music to my ears to kind of hear you say that that yes maybe we should have moved on a little sooner thank you spence that that feels good
1: yeah whatever but (laughs) okay now we will move on to the preview of the bucks game All right, we are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday at two oh five. Is that kickoff? Two oh five, baby. And we do have the actual Fox Lamp. It felt kind of weird last week not having like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on for a playoff game. I guess you didn't know because you were. And actually,
0: that's I wasn't at the game. And that's I mean, it's I was just gonna bring that up now, but you might be wondering with all the annoying shit I said last week about going to the game. Oh, why hasn't he said anything about? this week's game if he's going it's because i don't know yet tickets go on sale it is tuesday night as of this recording tickets go on sale tomorrow morning wednesday and buddy i am nervous but got the same game plan gonna gonna self-scout gonna scout the opponents and um you know i like the game plan we had going in last week so gonna uh Probably you know take some take some successful pieces from that plan and and apply them to this week and uh, yeah, hopefully we're, we'll we're get all, some good all we're all rooting for you Kyle we thank you I'll really be loud again so okay I mean, yeah. if anything you you should you should want me to be one of the people that gets the tickets because I promise I was rowdy. extremely loud yeah. very rowdy that's
1: a very that's a very good point but yes we thank are you. playing at two oh five the primary uh, Fox crew I believe we're favored by four three and a half Three points? and a
0: half, four kind of. Three, three and a half. I've I've seen it all anywhere from three to four, which is probably about right.
1: Yep, yep. But the Bucs are pretty good. Uh they were eleven and five this year. Kind of weird. You know, we I think we touched on it with with Brett Good, but they got kind of blown out by the Saints twice or they got blown out once for sure. Yep. And then this week, obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat them, but, but still against a whatever Drew Brees. Yeah. I, I mean, mean
0: it's it's easy to defend an offense when everything like the biggest play that can happen is 15 yards long, mm-hmm. or I guess I word it like when the quarterback can only throw 15 yards downfield, it's easy to defend.
1: Yeah, it's like Jared Goff almost. It's mm. Drew Brees is like an old, like a yeah. wily vet, Jared Goff.
0: And and obviously that you know the popular narrative this week is oh week six oh the the you know they they kicked us kicked the shit out of us you know. 3 months ago yeah, but, but and it's like li- the perfect the perfect inspiration for that shit not mattering is literally the opponent mm-hmm. <laughs> we're facing this week. Yep. Same exact thing happened to them. So I uh, they're a completely different team. Um a will be
1: playing for the Bucks. It sounds like probably too. He did not play in the first matchup. fractured the first ankle
0: game. though like Yeah. I mean yeah, even at 80 90% he's going to be a very effective player but I don't think he'll be the same feet of a that everyone's used to seeing but
1: yeah on top of it too our offensive line will be more prepared i believe that's when david bakteri went down or we were without him for some point of the game in the first matchup also i believe it was Devonte's first game back from injury mm. so a little bit different there as well uh but yeah looking at the bucks anyways tom brady um he's had a solid season last week he went 18 for 33 with 199 yards and two touchdowns ronald jones and leonard fournette are both still pretty solid um I think Rojo's pretty banged up. Yeah, but Fournette's been playing pretty well for him in the playoffs. Yep. He did average 4.8 yards last week. Uh On they both had a, they had a combined 30 carries, and Fournette also had 40 yards receiving. And then you also can't forget about these other guys named Gronk, Evans, Godwin, and Cameron. Brait was their leading receiver last week too, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But they, but they got more than enough. Antonio Brown is having an MRI. I haven't heard much. Nothing, he might nothing serious on the
0: MRI. He's day to day, which means I. I i would be very surprised if he doesn't you know suit up and play now is he going to be as effective or get that many snaps who's to say but as for suiting up i would i would pretty much put that as a guarantee
1: yeah and he yeah and he hasn't had like an incredible year anyways i think right. even though brady loves him though yeah it's a weird amount of love for mm-hmm. a guy who seems to be kind of a shithead mm-hmm. but uh yeah their off- offense has been pretty good but their defense is more of what the team is um like like we talked about you know last week we Played the number one defense, but this week we're playing the number one rushing defense and the team that also forced the most turnovers in the NFL this year. They've obviously got some studs over there. Nod Dama Sue. Ooh, okay. So I just pulled that out. I, mean, oh, I don't know you where really that know I don't know you
0: voice is. Like yep. okay.
1: Uh Sue and Winfield Jr., who once again is playing like his old man. Yep. Uh punched the ball out last week against one of your favorite former packers. packers legend Jared Cook. <laughs> so we gotta that's one thing I mm, I'm worried about Winfield being in the vicinity of MVS with the ball. I'm not. I Yeah, I don't want to put it out in the universe, but I already did. I That's one thing I'm worried about. So I'm we'll, not. We'll see that. But, you know, they still have the two stud inside linebackers, too.
0: Mm, so, oh, man. I mean, <sighs> Devin White is so damn good. Yeah, it's. I mean, Levante David, too. But Devin White is going to be, like, that guy who is, like, like, the like Bobby Wagner right now, mm. how that guy just like shits out first team, all pros. Okay. Like the guy is yeah. just a perennial. all. Like when was the last time Bobby Wagner was not first team, all pro probably like 2015. And
1: I don't know. I'm just pulling shot of my ass, but basically yeah. that's how good Devin white's going to be. Yeah. But, but not this week. So hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. If we, hopefully we get something established. Like we said with Brett good, it was like 80 degrees. The last, when we played them in Tampa, Obviously, it's going to be in like the twenties this week mm-hmm. at Lambeau. So hopefully, that's a big difference. But we're we're talking about good things. I'll list this off for Tampa Bay as much as we talk about our special teams being bad, and they have been horrific, especially obviously last week with we could not get off a basic snap. The Bucks' special teams are worse. They're for punt returns. They are twenty fourth. Uh, the punt return coverage. They're twenty sixth. Kick return average, their 19th, and opponent kick return average is 32nd. seconds. So wow. it is, it is. I mean... Opportunities there. Well, it's the unmovable force against the unmovable force with Malik Taylor <laughs> versus the Bucks special teams. Like, what's going to happen? Are they both just going to give up and he's going to kneel it on the 25? At the 25 every single time, yep. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be one less thing to worry about, at least a big return, which, you know, really is a momentum shift like we've talked about mm-hmm. obviously too much this episode too. But Kyle... What are you thinking about this game? What are What are you looking at?
0: It was the key to the game against the Saints for the Bucks, and it's gonna be. And I think it's the the same thing for this game. And it's it's really only one thing: hmm. turnovers, 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 and turnovers. Whoever turns the ball, if there's no turnovers at all on either side, very very confident in the Packers. If there's turnovers. Where where just the Packers get the turnovers? Yeah. Oh my God. They they might. They might make it get ugly. Yeah. But if the Packers turn the ball over, it gets scary because they turn turnovers into points. And they they didn't have I mean, Tom Brady had you said 199 passing yards. You know, he didn't light anyone on fire. They still they still scored thirty points. So it 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 that's really the o- really the only thing that matters to me in this game is is what happens with the turnovers.
1: Yeah, and not like you're saying they're not making mistakes. It's almost like it, if you want to get into that narrative of Rodgers versus Tom Brady, the two offenses against each other, it is like it's like Floyd Mayweather versus Floyd Mayweather mm. where he doesn't, you know, I, I don't watch much boxing. But but you know that Floyd is, you know, very defensive like and I, I watched, picks his spots. I watched the Manny Pacquiao fight, and it was it was not entertaining at all. Yeah. You know, it's just taking what your opponent gives you God, and yep. not messing up. And yep. that's pretty much what these two offenses do. Obviously, the last time when we played the Bucks, I believe Rodgers had two picks, and I think we had another. And
0: basically, both of them were pick sixes. Yeah. One of them was, and one of them brought it to, like, the four.
1: And like he said, and we've heard all week, you know, he said it then, that was an aberration for the offense. Anomaly. A- ab- anomaly, aberration? One anomaly. Of the- okay, one of the two. Albatross, yeah. Anomaly. That's uh, a completely different <laughs> word, yeah. So hopefully we just, mistake-free football, we talked about it earlier with the fumble too, you know, in this past game, it kind of if, it, if we do hit those problems, we just keep running along. But
0: I really hope I don't see Rogers turn around and toss the ball a single time to one of the running backs. Yeah, Run it right between the guards. Get Lindsley, get Jenkins, get Patrick in the second level and punch Devin White and Levante David in the mouth. Don't mm-hmm. run from them, run at them. Punch them in the mouth, make them feel the cold. And that's the other thing too. I think I don't like how people are, you know, underselling this cold just because of one guy. Yeah, Tom Brady, he played in New England for whatever, and he played in th- the cold. Th- I still think that's bullshit. This whole roster is didn't play in New England. Mm-hmm. Like This is still a South Florida team that's used to 75-degree weather every single day. Like You can't just get accustomed to that in a five-hour span. Like I think people are severely underselling the cold, and I think if you just tweak, uh, maybe not tweak, but completely – Revamp the game plan from Week Six because they just seemed to wanted to go sideline to sideline mm-hmm. and didn't really have many yeah. man beaters because the Bucks love running man defense. Just run them, run right at them, punch them in the mouth, and uh, don't turn the ball over.
1: Yep, and. Get some pressure on Tom Brady. He's that's so, yep, that was my that was my other big oh, thing. Oh, of course. I'm <laughs> sure. There's no way you could have thought of that. But it, it, he's
0: a statue and his old their their old line is pretty good. They are missing their starting right guard. Um but yeah, just get to him, make him ex- extremely uncomfortable. Press coverage, please. He is the dink and dunk king. Yeah. And just get to him.
1: Yeah, I just hope we can get in his face early and go from there, get him a little rattled. But, God, he gets the ball off so quick, too, and he does quarterback. But, Kyle? Hey
0: Preston, get them hands up.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully he gets another one. He, he has, you know, his pressure has been less this year, sacks less, but he's getting his hands on some mitts mm-hmm. and dropping back in coverage more than we'd like anyways. But, Kyle, with that, what is your score prediction for this NFC Championship game? <laughs>
0: folks I mean do you I mean do you really think i'm going to pick up against the packers no i mean am i nervous yes mm. there's so much i mean legacy a super bowl goat off a, a ground to stand on in sports deba- debates against my friends like there's a lot on the line here
1: <sighs> that's what that's what sucks cuz it's like if we lose this game it's like fuck we uh, obviously after tom brady won his last super bowl was like ah oh, the goat talks over and now it's like oh maybe it's the back rogers is the goat but no i think no i mean
0: Rogers win this game and the score is going to be man Goody had a really good score. Um, uh, I'll I'll go <laughs> It's funny how you said Goody
1: as in brick good oh, yeah, Goode and Goode. that was <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> shit good. Good had a really good score prediction but I'll I'll go similar and I'll go 31 24. Ooh 31 24 yeah. 31 24 good guys. That's, that's... And we're going
1: to the Super Bowl. I hope so. I hope so, so Kyle. Yeah, I have a similar score. I have a score of 34 to 27, not a field nice. goal. I think we win by one score, which, nice. you know, it'll be a little scary at the end. But we'll do just enough. I hope, I think, I pray. And shit, we should do better, too, because I think last year I picked us to lose in the NFC Championship game. Your so mother... we're, change, we're changing shit up, and hopefully it works. Let's go, baby. <sighs> but, Kyle, with that, what is your bold prediction?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember if if any of our tight ends had a three-touchdown game against an NFC South opponent. Oh. And I, I th- and I think if that player did, I think he'd be in prime position to do it again. Okay. So, oh, yeah, Tunyon, he did score three touchdowns against the NFC South. Was that was Atlanta against the Falcons. Saints? Oh, it was the, oh Falcons. I forgot we even played the Falcons this year. Monday night. Yep. So, yeah, I think he's going to go out and, uh, and do a little talking because... As as I've praised before, Tunyon's shit talking is a sight to see. It's so subtle and so beautiful. Sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's in your face. And uh, I think he's heard the Devin White chatter and and all that. They don't deserve to be on the same field as us. Bullshit. And uh, I think Tunyon is gonna is gonna let them know that uh, that they don't deserve to be on the field with Ooh. Tunyon.
1: Okay. So what?
0: Three what, touchdowns. Three Robert touch. Oh,
1: wow. Three touchdowns. He's gonna do it again. Okay. Wow. That is about as bold as you can as you can be i mean let's do it baby last week he had rogers throwing five so this is a little bit different (laughs) but i also have a tight end i thought this is what you were going to pick but no i have a big dog touchdown we gotta you know he does the intro of the podcast we need to have him involved i yes. think he'll catch a touchdown hopefully i mean it seems like he either catches a touchdown or has no catches at all <laughs> so i'll yeah. just throw that in there and last week i was pretty close it did have chris barnes forcing a turnover and matt if he didn't have that club he probably would have picked off that ball on the flat True. that he jumped too bad. <laughs> yeah. So, too bad. So sad. But with that, that is the end of the episode. This is <sighs> Kyle. Your favorite part, guys. I'm nervous. Oh well, not we're not that far along yet. If you could please oh, leave a five star rating. A little quick time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe tell tell some friends, tell some family. I still feel like this is a pretty good podcast for two uh, idiots who sit down. Be it, I do read. I two, so. uh, we do our research. We watch. Yeah. We do our. We
0: come prepared, but not like where we're just you know. Spitting numbers at you and, and facts. We get a, little, a little pizzazz, a little flavor. Exactly. A little, a little Super Bowl
1: champion. I mean kidding me. Yeah. Good enough. A you great know, podcast. We're the Poor Man's Packers podcast. But yeah, if you want to leave a rating, five star rating, that'd be great. Uh if you want to leave a review, that'd be cool too. Uh we'll read on the podcast next week. And if you want a free koozie, just take a screenshot of your review. Email it to us at pmppodcasts at gmail.com or DM it to us on Twitter at pmppod. But Kyle, we do have a new review this week, Ooh. and these these are the reviews that just make you you know get the warm, fuzzy feelings. They
0: keep you going.
1: Yep. This is from Picto Bill. What up, Bill? Five stars. Favorite Packer podcast. I listen Love to it. quite a few Packer podcasts, but this is the one I look forward to listening to the most. As a Packer fan who lives in Minnesota, it's great to get a podcast hey. with two gents that love the Packers as much as I do Mm. from the region. The great intro sequence, the is Kyle an idiot sequence, in parentheses, sadly, I would fall in the idiot category. And the fun conversation makes this worth listening to. I love most of the podcasts out there, Green 19, Pack a Day, Transplants, etc. But this is the most, quote unquote, and you and your brother would love this, fun to listen to. Hopefully, if slash when the pandemic ends, we could do a local meetup in Minneapolis with other poor men slash women. I love it. If if yeah, if depending on what happens next year, especially like just having a tailgate for the Viking game, I think that'd be pretty cool. But
0: Damn. Hopefully, but hey, that's the shit I like though. Like you yeah. hear that company like that's I mean, that's why we are what we are. We're the poor man. Like we're th- mm-hmm. like it's a sports cliche, you know, you're the, like uh like uh Patrick Mahomes is the poor man's Aaron Rodgers, you yep. know? We're the poor exactly. man's transplants were the poor man's (laughs) pack
1: a day like that's
0: the shit we're going for and then and then it turns into like oh actually these guys are really fucking good yeah (laughs) same with patrick mahomes
1: 100 percent there kyle so yeah so yeah more more reason for you to just spread the word about our amazing awesome cool podcast thank you bill yeah oh yeah i guess yeah picto bill kind of threw me off i thought of pickles but yes (laughs) thank you picto bill but kyle oofta this is a big one it's a big one i mean it's a big game yeah, it's. A I know we said this
0: last week, but you could definitely make the argument that this game this weekend is really? the biggest game of the year so far. Yeah, I would actually I, for sure say that.
1: Not the Bears game. Yeah. No, I this guess, one. Yeah, this one might be bigger. It's, it's this is we- to go to the Super Bowl, Spence. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. I keep forgetting. It, it's still weird because I don't have the nerves. I, I I'm nervous, but I don't have the normal nerves. Like these. Because it feels like this is meant.
0: Like to they're be. that good. It yeah.
1: Feels like. This story has to have some type of Disney ending, so we'll see. But going along with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else?
0: I'm nervous, but uh, confident. We're just we're so much better than we were three months ago. And
1: Kyle, we were saying similar things in the bye week, or the (laughs) yeah. (laughs) After the divisional game,
0: Rogers himself said last year at the NFC Championship, they were not clicking the True. way they are this year. They weren't you know, on the same page. So, I feel good. I'm nervous, but I'm confident. And, uh... Let's get a trip to Tampa Bay, baby.
1: Alright, Kyle. I could not agree more. And with that, we'll keep it going, this high energy shit. Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. Oh, good. Well, with that, Sturgill Simpson, please, don't sue us. Go, pack, Go! Ah!